this is Anna and Brian from Amata World Podcast, and today we have our new guest for the XR field, Shepardin Roy, who is an author of the Web Augmented Reality Success Guide and is currently trying to push the augmented reality field for everyone. Hi, hi Shepardin. Hi Anna. How are you? Hi Brian. How are you doing, guys? Hey. Good. Hi. Great. Um, good. That's good. Can you give some small introduction to yourself and what are you currently doing in VR? Absolutely. I'd love to. As you said correctly, my name is Shapratim Roy. I was born and brought up in India and living in Denmark for the last close to eight and a half years. I have a master's degree and I, after that, I am still like in software corporate world for my entire life, like 13 plus years. And I always have a hobby, like working with emerging techs working with augmented reality for the last few years and almost working with all different sorts of augmented reality. And at some point of time, I decided that it's something not should be restricted only for the nerds, but for everyone. So I start writing a book to simplify this and make it very easy for any common person to understand and take a step towards adopting or trying to use augmented reality or even start trying to start a business out of augmented reality and that was the focus of the book and it was the first edition was actually published in last year this year we managed to actually uh, publish the second edition and people are actually checking it out so thanks and that's all mostly from my side apart from that i'm also the co-founder of marvin xr web-based augmented reality SaaS platform and uh, actually, my co-founder is my wife, which is also amazing. <laughs> and so we're trying to grow a bit in this space and make some movement. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So you mentioned you've been working with it for a long time, but what was your first experience with augmented reality and, you know, the XRP? How did you start to you know get into the projects and stuff? My first experience with AR was definitely from Pokemon Go back in 2013. But it wasn't that much of high interest. Some of my friends were very much hyped about Pokemon Go. But I found another app. It also came from the same company, Niantic, who actually released Pokemon Go. So, so the app name is Ingress. And Ingress was a location-based portal discovery and identification. And then we have Red Team and Blue Team go to different geolocation area, try to find them, lock the portal and some kind of stuff. And the fun part was like, you can actually play around with entire parties spread across the globe. So even if you are being a part of a team and talking with a team member from a different country, different time zone, trying to set up some kind of strategy, which is very cool. I found it fascinating. And that was some kind of like real time, you know, I'm a long-term fan of Iron Man from MCU World and Zarvis Hologram. That always excited me. So that was like aha moment realized in there. But at that point of time, I was not very into air because it was new. And I was like on a consumer side and I was using them, loved them. But it changed around a bit when I first encountered the IKEA app back in 2019, the furniture app. And that gave me 180 degree different perspective, like out of gaming experience, you can use it for commercial and real time problem solving approach. Like you can place a furniture at your own place and see, simply see that before buying. That was an amazing experience, to be honest. 
So that, you know, gave me kind of like, okay, AI is something that is coming, definitely coming as a next web experience, app experience, some sort of, but uh, not maybe the, you know, fun phase and filters will may not be the future, but it, there is a possibility with different stuff. And that was, that's where I started becoming, getting more fan of AR. But maybe you can yeah. give um, more examples on what you're doing with the Marvin XR. So when I first, uh, so at that point of time, when I just uh, realized I kept app or sort of same stuff could be very high potential. I soon realized that one thing is very highly impossible or improbable, I would say, is like going to different sites and trying to download different apps every time you try to AR, try AR for 10 seconds. Imagine you want to buy a sofa, you're going 10 different websites, everyone has had their own AR apps, I'm not ready to download like 300 MB apps for 10 different of them. And that could just kill, overdo and kill my mobile within a very short time. And it's almost like a kind of like universal experience, right? So I was looking for something like, what can we bring? Is there anything that we can still have the same experience without this burden in our phone? And that's what actually I you know, discovered web AR. Before that, I had no idea it existed, but then I just realized it existed for a while, like a couple of years, but it was not that much mature. Uh, so I tried to jump in and being a software programmer, I still have the, you know, that, you know, I like to jump in, write code and build stuff by my own self to try them out. So I tried almost every open source technology on web AR that ever existed around 2020. And... I found the same experience, like they have the real code and then it's like IKEA experience. You, you know, bring that code home, brew it with your own coffee. You make, you know, infrastructure, certificate, everything, host it by yourself and then you play with it. That's a lot of things to do for common people. Even I had some challenges in the initial time and I could imagine that people having no programming background could just say it's impossible to adopt at any point of time. And that gave me like idea like what if we can bring or create something that can like give the experience same augmented reality. I can place a chair, a sofa at my place, but maybe from my browser, using my browser, my phone. And WebAir could actually give me, give me that kind of power. So I was trying different devices to see how old I can go with this technology. And I had one Samsung old phones from 2014 and some of those technologies actually worked in that phone. I was amazed and I saw like, okay, so that can go quite a bit older ways and it can actually give a broad spectrum of people who are even using older phones. They can even have this kind of experience. So that was like my aha moment again. <laughs> and I started building a platform to make sure that uh, even from a non-programming background, people can come around, for example, like business, they want to do advertising, marketing, product experience. It could be a furniture, it could be bike, it could be toys, it could be clothes, apparels, you know, frames or anything, iframes or everything or anything at all. So I was, my focus was like, they should be able to build something, an AR experience within two minutes and then you know, they should publish it. And anyone should be able to use that with a very low entry barrier, like just scan a QR code, click on a button, click on a link, and that AR experience opens up in 
if it's iPhone in Safari or in Chrome or in Firefox or somewhere, right? And then you just play it, have fun, and then you close it. You know, close the browser, the baggage is gone, no baggage. So that was like the, the foundation point of starting up Marvin XR back in end of 2020 somewhere. And we actually launched the first MVP around June 2021. And at the same time, I tried to... I also I try to write a lot about the stuff like in LinkedIn. I'm also a blogger and writer for a very long time. I'm also a navid writer in Medium. And I could see that a lot of people were engaging with the experience, the videos you know, I'm just posting in the feed. But they were asking like, how can I do this? How can I use this? Do I have to download an app? I don't want to download an app. And same kind of stuff coming in multiple times. So I decided to write a book to simplify the whole process what i have learned so far make it simpler and make it more focused on two aspects of audience one is like the business decision makers who can actually see that okay it can give me some return of investment roi so i should invest in that and it shouldn't cost me you know one kilo of diamond to buy that whole solution and developers and all so it's very easy to adopt Give me high ROI. That's one thing. And number two is like, if people are trying to build a business out of WebAir, for example, like they can white label some solution for advertising, for marketing, for product experience. They want to build some, you know, side hustle, some a moonlighting business and something like this without investing too much time, money and all. They should know what are the basic standard points they should touch base and what are the opportunities, you know, opportunities in different domains they can try because a lot of them are coming from different domains, retail, you know, tourism, e-commerce, you name it. In my book, I have actually touched base like 21 different domains from different industries. And if anyone is coming from them, they can find some opportunity in there and they can just bring out that web air for their business to build up their own business. So the book was focused on those two aspects and it went pretty well. So a lot of people were very, very interested. They started reading it out, saying it's a very good job and then asking like, what's the next step? How can I buy things? And then I said like, hey, you can actually try out some of my product it's a freemium model out there, so you can actually just try for free, see if it works, then you can go in there. So that grew a startup and the, the ebook as well. Then I also started last year an augmented reality newsletter. It's called Saturday Shiners. So I try to write every Saturday like how you can build a business and what you should focus when you're trying to build a business on web-based AR and try to increase the revenue so that at some point of time you can leave your day nine to five job and you know pursue your dream and something like this so that's a multi-dimension way of i'm trying to pursue air and trying to bring a package towards everyone so people can actually understand learn more and see that the potential like it's like 3.9 billion devices are compatible so it's very easy to find an user or find a business who can say yes and it's not restricted for any app like I could be a Facebook user, but I don't have a TikTok. So I may not be know, knowing that there's a TikTok AR ad is running out there. So this kind of stuff can be eliminated with WebAir because it can be used in social media, website, and even in print media. For example, like you are standing in a bus stop, right? 
And it's funny because there's a lot of bus stop ads are there, but it's the interaction is very less because you see a Nike shoes, you love it, but then you're not going to write an entire website URL or scan a code to go to the website and check out stuff. So the interaction is very less. And even as of now, for last 300 years, unless you know, the first printed book came in there in the history. Uh, there, is, there is no way you can track a print campaign. You do not know how many people are reading your books, how many banners are being read or viewed, or how many newspaper ads are being read or viewed, right? But with WebAir, you can actually track them. Whoever is scanning and interacting with the AR, you can actually see them out on live, which gives a complete new dimension on how you create one experience create once and use everywhere, digital, print, social media, website, everywhere. So that's a whole new dimension people can play around with WebAir. And that, you know, just excites me a lot to to talk around for like hours to, you know, to bring more values to people around. Absolutely. I feel like the technology is always changing all the time. So, you know, when you first got into it, I'm sure even today, what would you say is, in your opinion, the most exciting development in in the XR field recently, you know? Well, Apple Glass would be on the top of the stuff or Apple smartphone, but uh, smart glass, sorry. But they are postponing the Apple Glass release for quite some time, right? So we are expecting this third quarter of this year if everything goes all right. But that's still on the way to go. And you're right. It's a very dynamic place right now with Metaverse, NFTs, Web3, and especially this year, the AI hype is eating up everything. ChatGPT is like, you know, covering up every single post you can imagine in your feed. But last year, there was a lot of growth, I would say, in AR field I've seen. Like, so mostly the creators, the creator platforms, they were trying to focus on the experience. They were bringing more physics-related information like, you know, water flow or air flow or some kind of experience that was never been seen before. Now you could adapt within AR. So experience was getting more enriched. That was number one. Number two, it was really a funny story because last year, around the beginning of last year, I was talking to my wife sometime and said like, hey, it would be really fun if, uh, if we can have an air movie, you know, I'd like to have Jurassic Park or Iron Man somewhere, you know, flying around my room, not in, in a VR headset, but just like I'm just, you know, eating my snacks and suddenly see like T-Rex is just jumping from the hill in my sofa and just walking around. That would be really cool, right? And after a few months, Disney really announced the world's first animated, yeah, animated uh, augmented reality movie. And that was amazing. I mean, that video itself can mesmerize people. You can see the whole Disney world is coming up in your own living room, coming out of the TV and spreading across the whole room. This is kind of like whole new experience. To me, out of all the experience, I'd rank it number one still because this could actually in, you know, create a new dimension of experience in the future. Even if metaverse is coming, think about this way. You're not going to put a headset for 24 by 7 to be in metaverse. You want to be something, you know, create a world where it can be with, with or without smart class at some point of time, but having both digital and physical world intermixed, right? And this kind of experience could be a pioneer in that field. So I love that. I'd love to rank it as number one. Then, 
end of last year, around September, October ish time, there was another revolution started with NERF or neural radiance field. And if the audience is not very much aware of NERF, it's kind of like you scan with your iPhone or your smartphone some object and it creates a 3D model out of using the AI and uh, different types of algorithm, right? It was, There's a producer of NAF was there, it called photogrammetry. And with iPhone 13, the first photogrammetry came in there, we called it LiDAR scan, but it was still a lot of effort in order to do the scanning. And after that, the end result wasn't very good. Now with NARF, the end result, the 3D modeling was coming out quite as quite neat compared to what we were seeing one, one and a half year back, right? So that started a whole new revolution along with air, you know, the air movement as well. And that, because being in, in this industry for like few years, I have seen the major challenge is with the 3D modeling. People do not want to spend a lot 3D modeling, animation and stuff, but this is the heart of any AR experience. Now, if that can be very easily way can be achieved with less price, less time and less technology, that can change the game. Luma.ai, they started like last year, they are right now growing rapidly and they are having a massive use cases showing everywhere. So this kind of app-based NAV experience can actually dominate the world because even if Snap, Meta, Insta, TikTok, they're bringing different stuff, mostly they're trying to focus on face filters and associated stuff. But 3D modeling as such is not they are stepping in right now. So NAV can actually change the game and bring the cost, effort, and increase the speed and acceleration here quite fast. So that that's the two things I'd love to highlight from last year. Currently in the news, I've seen that Meta is pivoting. Before they were trying to push the metaverse and virtual reality, but right now they're pivoting a little bit to augmented reality and making it even easier to for advertisers to use the Instagram and Facebook with AR. Do you think the future will be mostly AR in this case, or as well just like feel sometimes that there are two camps in Exactly, immunity VR versus AR. So, do we need to kind of unify to push the field or just like distinguish each other from one another? Yeah, my first response would probably hurt and anguish a lot of people. <laughs> that is like probably air VR is not going to flourish as air even in the near future. And that that's not because I hate fear, I love fear. But VR has its own potential and niche domains where it can flourish. Gaming, hospitality, you know, psychological realm, giving some, you know, creating a different mind space, training. In these terms, VR is amazing. AR cannot compete. But when it comes to like reaching out to the mass people, mass audience with different age group from 6 to 60, AR could be a game changer because... Number one, for example, like Meta VR headset, that's close to $3,000. That's not a very cheap price to pay for a VR headset. And you're not going to you know, wear it for 24 by 7 like my class, right? So it's something very high cheap, high price compared to what you're getting as a return of experience. By the way, yesterday there was a news that uh, in India, there's another tycoon called Reliance Industry. They decided because... 
actually Meta made a partnership with this company last to last year to increase the more footstep in India with the Facebook and all the stuff. But they decided to have step in the VR industry. Yesterday they released the VR headset that is that costs sixteen dollars, one six dollar, and well, the I don't know about the price, not the pricing, but the feature comparison between how the experience comparison between how Meta VR headset and this one. But it is been said by the experts in that domain that it's quite close, almost not identical, but quite close. Maybe they can improvise so and so forth in a few years, something like that. But one thing for sure that VR headset with extreme high price will not survive for a very long time. It need to slash down. It need to go out of the hype cycle and make it more available. Now coming back to your question, VR and metaverse last year cost a lot to Mark Zuckerberg. It cost like slashing one third of his dynasty within a few days. Rebranding, metaverse, he got a lot of backlash, unfortunately. So now probably he's trying to you know, revise the strategy to go around with AI to make more money and gaining his dominance in the field. And that's, I think, a right strategy and right field because number one, TikToks and Snap. Snap is being on the foremost runner, forerunner in this in this you know, competition, right? They have tons of stuff in AR that no one is having right now. TikTok is also behind Snap right now. So what Spark Air is there to create your own, own AR experience for a quite some period of time, but it was mostly for creators and there, there was no making money policy out of this Spark Air, but now they have opened up things in there. I saw the announcement last week. They are opening up paid advertising, air advertising and marketing in Facebook. I haven't seen any statement on the pricing range. Now, I can imagine, I was looking at some BBC report. I can't remember. It's a BBC report or some other topics report that TikTok business air advertising can branded air ads can start from or vary between $80,000 to $120,000. It's big. It's really big. And that could potentially another reason that Mark is focusing on this field to slash out some of the revenues from TikTok or other platforms to gain in the Facebook with existing users. And I don't know the pricing yet, so I cannot confirm it, but that's my, you know, gut feeling. It may not be very cheap because if you see the last few years trend of Facebook advertising revenue cost, it's increasing. It's not decreasing. So they're trying to make more money even on the normal Facebook ads or meta ads, I would say. So they may have launched expensive package for the elite forces to join right now and maybe slice down a bit more, you know, chop off some of the things for the SMBs in the future. I don't know. So that could be, you know, interesting thing to look after for some time. Let's see. So yeah. It's really sort of exciting news, I guess, for the XR community, having more options to commercialize, monetize their talent, I suppose. Yeah. But maybe, because I think it might be hard for some people to visualize what, so how, how do these like, you know, AR campaigns look like in TikTok and how, how do you think they'd be, you know, likely to appear in, say, in Facebook or Instagram? How have they been using AR for marketing? Um, I would say one, no, three words, hyper-personalized experience. Irrespective of what kind of air experience you're going to see, it's wearable filter on your face 
or it's a flying planet on the sky, no matter what, it could be some kind of either surrealistic, like artistic stuff, having fun, or it could be completely commercial, commercially focused experience that you're going to see. Now, saying that, we are right now living in a creator's world, right? So if you have at least, you know, aspiration to grow, solopreneurs are growing very fast. Creators world, creators are creating a lot of things with no good platforms and they're bringing to the front. So either way, they're going to flourish. Either business is going to buy their work or they're going to be employed by the business. So it's it's a gold, gold rush for them anyway. Uh, now, coming back to the your question, I don't know. I don't have an answer right now. But I could imagine if Facebook or Meta needs to monetize from the whole movement, they need to focus on the commercial aspect, which means more brand focus. It could be e-commerce, retail, fashion industry, or other some kind of stuff, but it could be more branded experience, which they want to focus and bring to the end users with the air advertising and marketing. I would like to ask you, what are your hopes and predictions for the future of XR and VR particularly? I have a very high hope. I really expect that XR and AR would grow very fast because we were living in a 2D world for last 30 years and it's time to leap from that flat screen out in the world. And imagine that you are walking in a beach, that's your next tourist destination, but that beach is in a living room. You're walking around, around the sand, the coconut trees, the lush green void and the, you know, the sand dunes out there and the and the waves out there. Everything can be not possible. Imagination is your limit. Everything is possible with AR and XR, all this sort of stuff. 3D immersive shopping. Shop things, try out at your own place. Anything that you can imagine before buy, it was never seen before in the history of internet. Watch movies in 3D, in XR, in AR. That's a it's not a 4D movie experience. It's a whole new different movie experience for our upcoming generation. So I'd say I have a lot of hope. I'm excited to be part of this, you know, this time I have been living right now and I'm looking forward for the next five years. And I'm sure that it's not going to, you know, fade away very soon because this will persist to get out of our existing devices and build new device to bring the new experience out there. And of course, my vision is like, it's not only the elite game or the Silicon Valley game, because even if we are having like 40 years of internet experiences, but it's still 40% of the world population is not having internet connection yet. So think about the possibility when people are from developing countries are getting smartphones and cheap internet connections, they can actually start experiencing a whole new world before them. And that can drive the creator's world that can drive business in the scopes of expansion and that can drive a tons of new generation people. Imagine the educational values that AR can bring out of textbook. So education can be transformed using the AR as well. So it's something that can change the whole world in a very near term. And I'm 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 loving this this feeling right now that I'm living by. So, yeah, that's my small take on XR and AR world. Do you want to leave our listeners with any closing thoughts? How can they, you know, connect you? How can they find out more about you, your startup, or your book? So, find me at Twitter at, at Shapratim Roy, my handle. 
uh, reach me out at sr at marvinxr.com. That is also our site, marvinxr.com, our startup website. Reach out to there. And you can also find the latest book or the latest edition of our book is ebook.marvinxr.com. And you will always find me very active on LinkedIn and Twitter as well. And so feel free to reach me out anytime. And personally, I thank you both, Anna and Brian, to invite me in this podcast. It's a pleasure talking to you guys. Thank you. It's been a pleasure having you here today. And we'll, we'll be sure to include all of those links you mentioned in the description. So yeah, that's awesome. That's the end of the podcast. So thank you everyone for listening. Bye. Bye.